0: Good morning, good day to you. To you, to you, to you, to you. This
1: is two girls, one ghost. Two girls, two, one ghost. Why? Why did I? I need to say that again. (laughs) Two girls, one ghost. I almost said two girls, two ghosts. Well, we don't know. People could be jumping on board. Dead people. We have more listeners that are on the other side than we do that are living. And we are your ghostesses. That is Corinne. And I am Sabrina. And I just noticed, Corinne just changed... What? You just changed your shirt. I put on makeup, I put a ribbon in my hair, I changed my shirt.
0: What the heck? Because Ja girl is going to get some coffee after this, get nice. my nails did, nice. do some podcast research in a cafe. Awesome. Yeah. The normal weekend activities oh, yeah. of not talking to anyone and not just doing chores and podcast stuff. Yes, that is our life.
1: Anyway, yep. this is an Encounters episode where we read your stories. So should we do it? Should I just jump in? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I have a story from Jeremy, and it's called The Breath of a Ghost. Hey, ladies. This story isn't something I personally experienced, but it happened to my mother. This took place before I was born, and she told me it so well. So I'll do my best not to fuck it up. But I'm sure I will. LOL. Anyway, this happened when my mom was still in high school and living at home with my grandparents. They had finished... They had a finished basement with a bedroom, and so my mom wanted to take that room. Now, my mother didn't scare easy, and so didn't care that it was in the basement. She just wanted the freedom, I think. Anyway, one evening, she was doing her nightly routine before bed and crawled into her bed. I'd like to note that before I go on, there were no windows in her room, and she had a full-size or queen-size bed, if I remember her story correctly, and her back was facing the wall. As she was starting to doze off, she felt something or someone get onto the bed on the other side of her. She remained calm and didn't move. This thing got right next to her and was breathing on her neck. She remained absolutely frozen with fear for the rest of the night. At some point, she did manage to fall asleep, but I'm not sure if she told my grandparents or if it ever happened again. In the same house, however, however, my grandma was awoken late one night by a dark figure floating over her as she lay helpless in her bed. They sold the house and moved not long afterwards. That story always freaked me out as a kid and I thought it was worthy of your show, which is fantastic and I always enjoy listening. Unfortunately, I lost my mom to cancer back in 2010, but she's the one who got me into the paranormal when I was young, when I was young and I've loved it since. She has visited me a couple of times since her passing and I will definitely share those stories another time. Thanks for the awesome podcast, Jeremy. I love that he's retelling his mother's experience. Me too. That's so sweet.
0: It actually um not to make this about me but <laughs> it does remind me of over the holiday when I had sleep paralysis and I mentioned that in one of the episodes a few
1: a few back yeah. of like feeling that breath on my neck right which is so odd because you think of breath as a human thing but to uh, to give like I don't know I never really imagined ghosts as needing to breathe right And so when you have that feeling of someone breathing on your neck, it's almost way creepier because it's like they're trying to imitate a human.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. And most likely it was something dark because Mm -hmm. his grandma woke up and saw that dark figure. So I'm sure that's probably what. Oh, it's so scary. Well, I mean, the grandma did did see it floating over his
1: mom. Right. And then they moved. Yeah. No, No, no. The grandma had it floating over her.
0: Oh, floating over her. Yeah. Oh, just, I mean, neither one is a good outcome. Right. And I wonder if it's the same spirit. The subject title of this email, The Breath of a Ghost, <laughs> just for some reason I pictured it as this wonderful thing where it's like, kind of smells like meadow, or whatever.
1: <laughs> but this is, it's so much worse. It's so much worse. I know. When I first read it, I was like, oh, like it's breathing life into a human, like a ghost saved someone with CPR, but no. Yeah. It sounds like a poem. the breath breath of a a ghost ghost. in a cold winter night leaning
0: over you paralyzing you staring (laughs) into your soul (laughs) no
1: okay what do you have
0: this is called love ghost story from natalia First off, I love the podcast, and even though I still haven't found anyone in my day-to-day life who shares the same interest in the paranormal, the friendship you both share has kept me inspired and hopeful that I will find my own group of ghostesses, too. Oh, cute. So here's my grandma's ghost love story. Both of ours were retellings of their relatives' experiences.
1: See, we don't plan this stuff, and it just happens. (laughs) The paranormal world wants us to tell these stories at the same time.
0: My grandma was a badass in Poland during World War II, and even though she grew up strongly Catholic and was told that the paranormal was considered part of the devil's work, she was highly sensitive to it. She had a whole bunch of stories that she had only started sharing with us in the recent years, within the recent years, but this one was my favorite. She had been married to her first husband before my grandfather, who was constantly on the road for work, so it wasn't strange for him to be gone for a few days at a time. My grandmother would often fall asleep waiting for him on his big chair, which was on the balcony that was connected to their bedroom that looked over the front gate. She said one particular night, when he was expected to come home, she, around 3 a.m., awoke to him opening the door to their bedroom and him standing in the doorway. She sleepishly greeted him and asked what he was doing and he told her that he was just checking in on her and my aunts, that he loved her and to go back to sleep, which she did happily with no hesitation, feeling relieved that he was home safe. Hours passed and around 5am, she wakes up to loud pounding at the front door and she looks over at a still, freshly made bed and her husband isn't there. She hazily makes her way out to the front of the house... And opens the door to two Polish police officers. They inform her that her husband had been killed in a car accident in the village over three hours away. (laughs) Full chills. It took years for her to tell anyone this story, but it's sweet to know that even though she wasn't supposed to believe in the paranormal, that she knew she was being cared for and watched over. I also like to think that her second husband, my grandfather, was a pretty cool dude, so who knows, maybe there was some ghostly matchmaking going (laughs) on too natalia i'm gonna she also what i thought i knew how to pronounce this polish word but maybe i don't uh, is high and by the same Wait, is it right. I you're
1: asking someone who does not know that language whatsoever forget what i'm saying it's so heartwarming and heartbreaking at the same time because it's like at, at the time that it happened i'm sure that morning she was so heartbroken and devastated but then i'm sure upon later reflection she was like oh but he came to say goodbye
0: oh and how he was just like oh don't worry yourself yeah just checking up on everyone love you go back to sleep oh don't worry that's sweet so sweet he didn't want to startle her and the accident was over three hours away so it's not like he came and then left again and then got in the accident
1: right it was three hours away yeah wow wow (laughs) Ugh. I mean, stories like this. This is why people need to talk to their family and get stories from their family members because everyone has them.
0: People hold on to them until they feel comfortable enough telling them. So, create a safe space. Perhaps grab some flashlights, turn the, the lights off, and stick them under your chin and say, "Hey, is that a what's safe space?" You before
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the safest space to ask your family member. Listen, come under my tent. Let's turn the lights off. I have a flashlight. It will make you feel really safe. Yeah. Don't worry. Hey,
0: you know that crawl space that no one goes into? Why
1: don't we why don't we just take a little gander and then, you know, talk <laughs> Tell about me ghosts your up ghost there. stories? Yeah, good good plan, Corinne. <laughs> Let me know how that goes. All right, what do you have? I have a scary one. This is from Taylor, and it's called Ghost/Possession Story. So, I have always been sort of a magnet for paranormal activity. I have quite a few stories, but there's this one that I still can't get over. Also, I just wanted to add, I can see spirits if they're strong enough and go through periods of being semi-clairvoyant. I was living with my dad and someone had died there in the seventies and he was active, but no bad vibes or anything. Any kids that would come over, i.e. my three-year-old niece who would stay over for a week or two at time would talk to him and play. And this spirit became part of our day-to-day lives. When it started to bother my niece, my stepmom had the house blessed. Everything was quiet for a bit, but one day I came down the stairs and just got a really strong feeling, and, my, and I told my stepmom that by the next time Aaliyah, my niece, comes over, there will be something in the house. I was right. One day I saw it on the stairs, and my stepmom said she didn't feel him, which was weird for her, to not at least feel the presence. So I thought maybe I was just wrong. That night, when we were putting Aaliyah to bed, she was acting odd and really hyper, and I just chucked it up to her being a kid who had, a long, who had too long of a nap that day but within 15 minutes, I knew that that was not the case. Aaliyah was playing peekaboo with something on the ceiling, and when we told her to lay down, she started yelling at the ceiling that she had to go to sleep. Oh. Then she got up on her knees and was bouncing, still looking at the ceiling directly above her. We tried distracting her with some toys and asking the spirit to leave. She took her play milk carton and shoved basically the whole thing in her mouth so far in her throat we were surprised she hadn't choked. Eyes never leaving the ceiling. When we told her she needed to stop, she started yelling at us. But the thing is, she was making noises that sounded like a honey badger. Seriously, it's so scary. Look it up. My stepmom got scared and yelled at her to lay down and physically put her under the covers and then yelled at the spirit to leave us the fuck alone. The second she stopped, it felt like ice had filled my lungs and stomach and I couldn't move. We were afraid to get out of the bed with Aaliyah, and then my stepmom asked me to turn on my flashlight and she had a fresh fresh scratch going down her arm. She told me to take a picture because she knew something was behind her. Nothing came up on my phone, but shortly after, I learned you're supposed to get the film actually developed to see any spirits. My dad finally came home, and we felt safe enough to move out of the bed. The next day, Aaliyah was in my room, which was just across the hall, playing with me, and she started crying. And I asked her what was wrong, and she said, Gonna get you. He's gonna get you. (laughs) Oh, and was no. staring at the ceiling inside my closet. Yeah, I got the hell out of there. My theory is that my stepmom and her friend said the right prayers to open the door for our friendly spirit to move on, but never shut it. No matter no matter how many times that house gets blessed, something always comes back in real soon. Thanks for oh reading this, and I adore your podcast. See you on the other side, Taylor.
0: I'm concerned because no matter how much they do to ensure that it is a nice, blessed clean cleared energy space something finds its way back in so this kind of is one of those when in doubt move out cases
1: but i also wonder if blessing it made the spirit angrier you know it could like we've heard many experiences or many stories where negative entities like need multiple priests to be exercised from a space or they need to be like a tag team effort because they're just too powerful
0: and I wonder if it's about the house or if perhaps it's about not to scare Taylor, but like one of the family members.
1: I know well, it seems like they're all kind of brought towards Leah, like she kind of is the one interacting with them, obviously, I think because she's three or however old she's younger, and children are more adapt to seeing spirits. Mhm, I don't know. it's so scary. He's going to get you. He's going to get you. And then like the idea of something on this healing. I feel like that's a horror movie trope. Or it's just something like on the healing on its hands and knees and it's like looking down at you with like a crooked neck.
0: Yeah. And like shoving that thing so unnaturally into her mouth yeah. while still staring. It's like she was taken over and her actions were taken over for a minute. Like, or it's like, oh, it- you're not going to play with me? Like I'm going to do make you... Do this. Do something so creepy to yeah. scare your – to, like, warn your other relatives.
1: It also reminds me of, like, you know when you're a kid, you mimic behaviors that you see. So, like, when I was one, I – my my uncle, we were, like, blowing up my candle for my birthday cake. And so the cake was right in front of me. And my uncle mimicked putting my face – like, his face into the cake. And so I did that. Like, I did it. <laughs> and so I feel like it's, like, one of those things, like, maybe this entity was, like, doing that action. And yeah, that's
0: another – yeah, that's a good –
1: because the way that she, like, had good. her attention Observation. at
0: Observation. Perhaps. Oh, I don't know. Well, I have one that we can end on, which perhaps will change the moods of all. Oh, good. What is it? It's called Flight Then Fight. And it is from Melanie. My husband and I lived in our home for roughly five years in Nashville, Tennessee. It's relatively newer, so there isn't much of a history to the house. Just a shitty previous occupant who sold all of the nice appliances and fixtures only to replace them with 80s gold (laughs) (laughs) the only weird encounter i had ever had there was when a good friend unexpectedly passed away in a motorcycle accident i had a dried silver dollar plant in a pretty blue glass vase that he loved i kept this plant on the left side of the kitchen bar so that i could still watch tv when i was in the kitchen for about a week after he passed that vase made its way to the middle of the bar just about every morning That being said, we started to do some home renovations, and about that time, I started to see things out of the corner of my eye, human figures, if you will. I would quickly look and see nothing there. It began to really creep me out, especially with how much time I had been spending alone with my husband working nights all the time. I would just feel very uneasy being there, so I would just go to bed early and watch TV to fall asleep. I had a friend read my tarot there once, and he even made a comment on the negative energy that was in the house. One Saturday evening, when my husband was actually home, I excused myself and went to use the bathroom in our master. When I came out, the house was so quiet. Wondering where the hubs went, I slowly made my way to the door, and then I heard a low growl, Melanie, oh, sounding kind, kind of like one of Sabrina's <laughs> voices. Sabrina, would you like to do it? Melanie. At that time, I saw the shadow crouching with a creepy yeah. grin in the dark closet. I panicked and ran outside to the driveway, screaming at the top of my lugs. And I turn around to go back inside and investigate. And then it dawns on me. That was my damn husband. Oh, my gosh wishing the fight had kicked in instead I made my way back into the house apparently I flight so hard I made it to the driveway before Daryl could even get out of the bedroom (laughs) oh my gosh it's been a while since the hairs on the back of my neck stood up that much so I know this wasn't exactly paranormal but I guess you know the next shirt I will order will be (laughs) I got the flight (laughs) I have other actual ghost stories that I'm planning to send you guys. I've listened to all of your episodes, some even more than once. Be on the lookout for my bell witch story. Keep up the good work. You guys get me through my boring moments in life. Also, I really hope you're working on another alien episode already because damn, the first was (laughs) so good. See you on the other. See you gals on the other side. Melanie.
1: Okay, Corinne, I was like, as you were telling that story, I was like, how is this changing uh, our opinion of how we were just talking about really scary things? This is terrifying. And then now I get it. <laughs> now you get it. Because oh, that was great. A fake out.
0: Which is funny because she, I mean, it sounds like there was actual activity happening in the house. Right, right. Something was going on. I mean, the positive side of some of her experiences is that while she did unfortunately lose a friend, her friend had like gave her a sign that he was there Yeah, but then she was feeling that negative energy and someone else pointed it out so there's probably something there but in terms of the crouching smiling creature in the The closet that would be her husband Daryl
1: nothing scarier than your husband marriage man
0: I hear I hear that's a scary thing (laughs) from some people
1: (laughs) oh boy That's great. That is hilarious. It's like when we're recording and Nick bangs on the window to try to scare scare me. (laughs) I'd kill him.
0: (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, I scared the crap out of my dad one time. And so now I'm always like very loud with my movements when I'm around him so that I don't spook him because one time he was working outside and I was inside and he was right in front of the window. And so I just like leaned over and was looking out and my face was right in the pane of the window and I thought he would (sighs) have seen me and he looked up I thought I killed him that is and then, so
1: funny I get scared by everyone because I'm so unaware sometimes that people are, are like walking in and it yeah. terrifies me
0: does that happen to you sometimes when you're watching tv I find myself that when I'm watching a movie or television I don't realize when people enter or leave the room
1: I don't know what it is but I can't focus the time when I'm watching tv so I'm like always doing a bunch of different things so I notice other people but it's isn't that funny
0: because doing you work,
1: I can't that that's the career that you want.
0: I would think that you'd be like totally sucked in and like studying and thinking about all the storylines, but you're distracted.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not distracted when I'm writing when I'm doing that stuff. Like I'm so like Nick once said Like when I was writing, he was like, it's crazy how concentrated you get. And I've always kind of said that sometimes when I write, I feel like I'm taken over. Like it doesn't feel like I'm doing the writing down a dark hall hey i'm fine with it as long as my name's on the final work true someone <laughs> take me over jesus give me a desk a talent <laughs> it's like that meme where it's like demon looking for like a body and, and it's like me i'm so goddamn tired take over my body <laughs> take me <laughs> yeah wow well well
0: this is fun well uh, as always it's been real and it's been fun but it hasn't been real fun Marcy used to say that to me every time we'd hang out. I'm like, cool. <laughs> we lived together, so it was a lot at the time. <laughs> That's great.
1: That's great. Well, Okay,
0: if you guys have ghost stories of your own or any sort of experiences, alien experiences,
1: anything, anything. and
0: everything, a little macabre, a little paranormal, a little offbeat, send it to us. Our email is 2 girls one podcast at gmail.com.
1: And if you want to follow us on social media, we have Instagram, we have Twitter, we have Facebook. We have a Facebook group. You can join and see a bunch of memes and ghost stories from all of our listeners and all the fun stuff. And then we also have a Facebook page you can like. We have a
0: uh, merchandise there's a variety of different products and designs all designed by listeners you can go purchase something, represent, walk around tell people about the podcast to be our little advertising billboards please and then you can donate to Patreon and you can rate and review on iTunes and we will see you on, on the other back. side very spooky